getting worked podcast Mike's getting tipsy He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling Talking about the beers and it's so interesting Mike's online, you can give him a follow End of the day, he be cleaning out the tacos No better podcast if you ask me Getting worked, you can leave off the last G Driving in your car, getting worked Slacking at your job, getting worked the DMV getting worked in the VIP getting work out getting worked getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work people of the internet getting worked is back I'm Mike this is getting worked People of the internet, it is another fine motherfucking week. Once again, thank you for tuning into this podcast, uh, whether it's through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, and welcome back. What are we doing this week? Super Punch Party! Super punch. Kind of. I made a punch. And the punch is a tribute to the Young Bucks. This past week, I went to AEW Dynamite. I live close to Cincinnati, Ohio, right across the river. And they came there. It was the AEW Dynamite after... All out. All in? All out? All all in. No, all out. Yeah, this one's called All Out. It was the first dynamite since then. So, there was a lot of cool shit that happened. And I thought to myself, what kind of punch can we make? So, I'm going to give you this punch recipe, but here's the thing. It's gone. I made it and like the whole idea was to make the punch. Drink a little bit of it. And then have the rest here on the podcast describing the flavor, talking about it and going over the process. I drank a lot of it. And after sitting in the fridge, there were lessons learned that we're going to talk about. And we're going to learn from. But I digress. Instead, we've actually got a double whammy this week. I'm going to be drinking some whiskey and I have a really fucking cool beer. Both of which I kind of just came across from one reason or another. But we're going to talk about that. Now, as far as the whiskey goes, I love cheap whiskey. Uh, The cheaper, the better. I I love great whiskey, good whiskey. I've I've had Pappy, Weller, everything. Not everything, but a, a pretty wide variety. I spent several years working in bourbon bars, 
so was able to taste and go on tours and sample and sample and drink and drink and drink all the fucking bourbon. So not to toot my own horn, but kind of know what I'm doing when it comes to whiskey, particularly bourbon, rye, American whiskey, any of those. This is benchmark top floor. This is a new newer release I came across at the store the other day. Now, any time in history of me drinking whiskey, if you would have asked me good cheap whiskeys, benchmark always would have been one of the ones that I went to. Now, it's just called Benchmark 8 now, I believe, but it used to be Benchmark 8-year. It used to be a certified that it was 8-year-old bourbon. Um, they changed that. There was that bourbon boom that started back in like 2015, 2016, where everybody started drinking whiskey. That kind of depleted... I don't want to say depleted whiskey, but you notice a couple, a bunch of rules went away. Um, beam eight year just became beam eight star. Uh, benchmark eight, just eight year just became a benchmark, but I love it cause it's a good light, sweet whiskey and it's really airy. Um, I've heard the rumors that benchmark is just the stuff that doesn't make the cut for Eagle rare. So take that as you may. But this is their newer release. This is an 86 proof top floor. Now on the label top floor bourbon, the top floor bourbon that matures on the top warehouse floors tends to age faster as heat rises. This top floor Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey is smooth and well-rounded to be enjoyed straight with ice or in your favorite cocktail. This is out of the Buffalo Trace Distillery out of Frankfort, Kentucky. 86 proof, meaning it's 43% alcohol by volume. 43% of the liquid in this is alcohol, meaning it is 86 proof. Now, screw top. I love screw top whiskey. Uh, corks are cool, but you can have screw tops and still be delicious. I remember when I first started getting into the whiskey bourbon scene, corks were like, oh, it has to have a cork. Doesn't have to have a cork. Now, when it comes to drinking a whiskey, normally advice, drink it straight, then add ice to it. Guys, I got a glass of ice. And honestly, I'm already a couple glasses of whiskey into this bottle. So this isn't a huge surprise. But we're going to drink this whiskey on the rocks today. So this is the Benchmark 86 proof top floor. The most proficiently audio pouring podcast Currently available on the internet, ladies and gentlemen, getting worked. Let's give it a taste. Mm. 
I'm going to edit out that little squeaky sound when I took a sip. Mm. I always take one kind of gnarly sip. Like, take a rough sip just to get the alcohol in your mouth. And then you take another just to get the flavor. I look and sound like an asshole when I try whiskey. I mean, it's good. It's still tastes like benchmark, still honey flavor, wood. It's good. Solid. I like a lot of whiskey because it just has a nice backbone of just good whiskey burn. That's nice. So we're drinking bourbon. We're also drinking beer. This, I got it. It's been sitting in my uh, brewmate. Not a sponsor, but brewmates are fucking excellent. This thing is like just insulated beer can holder. Wonderful. This beer we're drinking is metal as fuck. It's got a label with the devil on it sitting on a throne. It is called Deal with the Devil. It is a pale ale from 18th Street Brewery. They are out of Hammond, Indiana. Be honest with you. I didn't go out and buy this beer. It's got a super fucking cool label. It's literally got the devil. Well, a Baphomet style character, like horned goat with a robe. On a big stone throne. Stone throne. Stone throne. He's on a big stone throne. And he's got his hands out in a pose holding a staff. It's pretty metal. Looks cool. Looks really cool. Now, normally, I wouldn't buy this kind of beer without trying one. I, I'm lucky enough to where a family member gifted me a case of beer. Just with a bunch of random four packs of different 16-ounce tall boys of really cool beer. This was one of them. This is the uh, Deal with the Devil. Pale Ale. this bad boy as well this is just a regular pale ale it's clean that's it's nice and citrusy for just being a regular pale ale and not being like 
super hoppy India pale ale with four different hop blends. It's pretty fucking good. That's amazing, actually. That's really good beer. Mm-hmm. But once again, I digress. Let's talk about this motherfucking punch. People, what you're going to do. First off, go get a giant vessel. I, I used to make punch. I used a giant punch bowl. Now, in the punch bowl, you're just going to pour everything in. My thought process with Young Buck's punch. My brain immediately connected the whole thing about them being good, good Christian boys. It makes me think of, of, okay, well, church punch. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church um, in Northern Kentucky. Started going there when I was like 10 years old. Yeah, about 10 years old. My next door neighbor, Miss Greasinger was the sweetest, sweetest old lady on the planet. And she was a really cool influence. My, my, my grandmother kind of went south really early in my life. She kind of left this world when I was like 12 years old. And... I called her Miss Griesinger. Miss Griesinger outlasted her in age. And she was always this sweet old lady next door. She would leave little presents on my door. Like she would go to the store, like a Woolworths, find something, come home. After she would put her groceries away, she would just leave it on our doorstep. Sometimes it'd be like a pack of cool looking colored pencils or like a little race car, but she was just a sweet old lady. So when I was younger and myself and my mom were looking to belong, we gave church a chance and went there. And that's a whole nother experience. Religion was a, growth growth point yeah it was a growth point when i was like 10 to about like 14 i i learned a lot about trusting people and what to believe because i'm not going to sit here and tell you stuff in the bible is true i'm not but i'm also not going to tell you it's bullshit young younger me would have younger me would have made fun of it like like 20 20 year old me would have told you you were stupid for believing in god and religion and all this stuff 38 year old me doesn't give a fuck anymore <laughs> believe, believe whatever you want and we're on a whole rant about religion but my upbringing in church, I had a lot of associations with basement church activities. Like mixers, sleepovers. There were a lot of like 
youth group sleepovers, like 15 kids staying in the church with like two adults. Nothing ever happened. I can say that honestly. I was never in some weird kind of dangerous situation with a religious adult. Never happened. Not that you guys would think that. But sometimes you hear those kind of weird stories about kids in church having weird experiences. The weirdest experience I had was I was in youth group for probably like four years. Start off as like not knowing anything, like just learning it. And then eventually became one of the older kids that they looked to for help with stuff. Like, hey, be a leader in this situation. Eventually, this new guy came in and like. He was the new leader of the youth group and or like the youth youth pastor, I guess was the term. And he was bent on letting everybody going and getting everybody off the street to come into every event, which I understand from a religious standpoint, that's what you want to do. But then I'm watching like these kids from the outside coming in and then picking on the kids that are just like the sweet little church going kids that have been there for years and been raised in the church. And now they're being made to feel awkward in the place that's supposed to feel safe. So I I took a lot of issue with that. That combined with getting older, learning things made me move away from church and religion and all of those things. But I had a lot of fucking experience with punch. God damn. This story just keeps going off the rails. When you have punch in a church they do a lot of the things where they'll pour a bunch of stuff in there they don't use booze so it's like juices and sodas maybe they make like their own interesting syrup put it all in there stir it up and then they'll like float sherbet in it sherbet sorbet sherbet shrebet sherbet whatever you want to call it Most of the time, you'll see it like in a mold, like a um, bunt cake mold floating in the punch. So when, when I thought about this, I, I thought about church punch. Young Bucks, good Christian boys, my entire ranting story about my religious upbringing. And then punch. So... When it comes to the ingredients list, I had a bag of pineapple chunks, a gallon and a half container of Hawaiian punch. I got the blue, the polar bear, polar, no, not polar bear, polar blast. It's the blue one. A bottle of vodka. a two liter of Sprite, a can of Limeade Concentrate, and Bud Light Seltzer. Now, I used Blue Raspberry. 
The only reason I did was to make it match the blue Hawaiian punch. But you guys can use whatever seltzer you want. On top of that, I have a pint of Deluxe Rainbow Sherbet. This is just Kroger brand Sherbet. It's layered like pink, orange, and green all throughout it. And those are the ingredients. Really, the only booze we're adding is the bottle of vodka, the 1.75, 1.75 liters of vodka, and two 16-ounce cans of seltzer. We're just going to pour it all in there. My advice, start with the pineapple chunks, because put the pineapple chunks on the bottom. They're frozen pineapple chunks. That's what I got. They kind of double as helping everything get cold as you pour it in. Not that it's going to matter because serve it over ice anyway. And then add the limeade mix. You're going to get that in the frozen section of the grocery store. It's just a can of um, limeade concentrate. Now, here's the thing. If you're not going to store the punch, use the frozen limeade concentrate. However, it has a ton of pulp. So if you store this punch overnight, it's going to separate. All the pulp's going to float to the bottom. And it's you're going to stir it up. It's going to get clogged in the dispenser if you use a dispenser. So use frozen limeade if you're going to use all this punch tonight. If whenever you make it, it's not going to be stored. If you're going to store it, you could sub out the can of frozen limeade. Just get a can or a bottle of regular limeade. If you go to the grocery store and get like the Simply Lemonade, they have Simply Limeade. Just get that. Either way. Put your limeade on top of your pineapple. Once that's in there. If you use the bottle, the liquid, use about three quarters of the container. Then pour your vodka in on top of that. Then honestly, from there, it's just a matter of the Bud Light Seltzer. The Bud Light Seltzer was there to add some carbonation. It was there to add interesting flavor because I use blue raspberry Bud Light Seltzer because that's what we had. I thought that was good. It was blue. It complemented the blue Hawaiian punch. It was nice. Now, you're going to add about a half two liter of Sprite. You have a whole two liter in case you want to add more. Some people might want to use a bigger container, add another bottle of vodka, water it down with more Sprite, whatever you want to do. But I'm going to start off by adding half of the two liter. I'm also going to add half the container of Hawaiian punch. It's that big gallon and a half jug, the big motherfucker that's got like the goddamn giant handle on the top. You're going to pour about half of that in there as well. Damn, that whiskey's fucking good. So you've got your punch made essentially at this point. Stir all these ingredients together. All of them. Once they're together, they've got this nice mixture. That's when we're going to add sherbet. The sherbet, okay, flavor, that's what it's bringing to the party. It's bringing flavor because it's going to be a bunch of fruit. You're going to have 
the creaminess because it's it's unless you use a straight sorbet s-o-r-b-e-t there's gonna be a little dairy most sorbets are just fruit sugar water frozen but if you're using a sherbet s-h-e-r-b-e-t sherbet that has a little bit of dairy so a sorbet has no dairy but a sherbet has some dairy I use the sherbet, so it's going to add some creaminess in there, too, to the drink. You just want to take an ice cream scooper, little scoops, just little scoops, all throughout the, the uh, punch bowl. So this way, just, they'll float. They'll float throughout there. So that's going to add the creamy. It's going to add the fruit. It's also going to add a, lot of, a little bit of cold, help make it cold. So... Now that you're there, just serve it. I poured it over ice. Also, what you can do, slice up some oranges and some limes and just float them in there as well. If you're storing the punch, that's going to help change the flavor over time. But it's also good to scoop some in, garnish your cup with it. So that was the super punch party. Super punch! Once again, it was fruity. It was smooth. The Polar Blast Hawaiian Punch and the Blue Raspberry Bud Light Seltzer gave it that kind of fun Kool-Aid artificial flavor, which is kind of cool because with it being... It was easy to drink. It was smooth. The Sprite made it bubbly. But change this recipe around. Make it your own if you want. Maybe you want to use the red Hawaiian punch. There's two. There's fruit juicy red, and then there's like lemon berry squeeze. So you can always change the Hawaiian punch. You can use whatever seltzer you want. Maybe you want to use some flavored vodka. Punches can be that fun thing. So... Go make a punch. Make a drink. Enjoy yourself. People of the internet, I'm going to keep drinking this whiskey. Go out. Try that punch recipe. Go to church if you do. Don't if you don't. I don't know. Make sure you follow this podcast. Like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter. At getting worked. You can follow me on Instagram at getting worked with Mike. People of the internet, I will see you next week. Drink the whiskey. Mmm. Mmm. Ah, drink the beer. Ah. Get drunk. Mark out. I'll see you next week. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, too much. Wait, one more. Look. Mm. Woo! We got drunk. We marked out. We'll see you next week. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Getting worked. There's no G in yet. 
Except for the first G, of course. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. At the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP, getting worked. Out, getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. 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 